The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is And general shenanigans in general. Why did you put hockey in front of shenanigans? I don't like, know. Talking about everything. So we've started cutting in the intro with a good intro that we recorded back when we both lived in Austin. And now I just messed up my entire intro. Everything's messed up. All the intro is too messed up to function. But it right. is February eleventh. Like in general, <laughs> too messed up to function. I know. Uh, tagline: Deep in the heart of hockey, <laughs> too, too messed up to function. Uh, it is yeah. February eleventh, and this is our sixty-sixth episode. Which, given that we are too messed up to function, is a fairly impressive feat. I mean, I was kind of impressed when we hit. Uh, and a full year, and now we're at sixty six, and I'm like, that's kind of impressive. Like, this is our fourth year of podcasting, I think. I know. I meant like, if, if you were listening to a, a podcast a week, we've already hit a year of no. a podcast a week, and that's with us doing it real sporadically for some periods of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly like, we've been doing really good recently. Like, we are on that two week mark. Like, like Flynn, like in it. Like, well, it. It really helped to actually set a, a literal, an actual day, you know, like yeah. where we said, okay, Tuesdays doesn't always work for me, Thursdays doesn't always work for me. Oh, wait, Sundays literally always works for me, so. Yeah, Sundays, that's a good podcast day. Plus, Sunday, yeah. I feel like we help everybody out with their Mondays, like, trying to get over the blah. Or at least I, I, I feel like we try. Like, emphasis on the try. <laughs> I don't know. I feel you... like you just uh, segued really good into talking about Colton Tubert and PK Subban with that. All right. Let's do it. Woo! Let's help you out with your Mondays, friend. <laughs> Unintentional Jesus. segue. Unintentional segue. So, rather than starting with the... Uh... I guess Let's we're going reverse chronological. Move on. Yeah. Reverse chronological order in our uh, in our topics today. Marin, why don't you why don't you explain what's going on and what we were referencing there? So I don't know if you guys know this, but um, for a while there, PK Subban played for the Montreal Canadiens and then was traded in a one for one trade for Shea Weber, and then after he was traded, and then a lot before he was traded, actually too. Uh, the character assassination of P.K. Subban began in Montreal. And um, there were factions that were saying all of his teammates hated him all of the time. But that couldn't be true because Carey Price loved him a lot. But like, And there were other guys that liked him a lot too. But anyway, regardless, uh, Brendan Gallagher was apparently one of those that is too, too racist to function and hates P.K. Subban. And he, P.K. Subban, uh, sorry, the P.K. Subban and the, and the Nashville Predators uh, were in were they in Montreal or were, did yeah, the, they were uh, in Montreal? Okay, yeah, yeah. so they were in Montreal, and of course the um, Montreal Canadiens in the post scrum were ta- asked about PK Subban and Brendan the Predators Gallagher. won that game, by the way. Just so you know, yeah, the Predators, the Predators won, won that game. Yes, uh, and uh, Brendan Gallagher specifically was asked about PK Subban, and he was asked about PK Subban three times, which. I will grant you seems a little excessive to ask the same question three times. Maybe it's because he gave a shitty answer the first time, um, but he gave a shitty answer the first time. So I think they just kept, you know, picking at that to be like, oh, let's see what other horrible things we can get him to say. Um, 
but uh yeah brendan gallagher was basically just like nobody liked that guy uh i can't remember the exact quote but saying like he was was always he was always always making the whole team about himself and really selfish and all of that so cool so you know somebody pulled that the answers that he gave to the questions quote you know and put a screen cap of it on twitter well colton tubert retweeted it and added um don't let the mondays get you down and who is colton tubert because most of us probably don't know who the fuck that is uh if your answer is literally no one (laughs) then uh yeah you're about right uh colton tubert actually is it's kind of hilarious because colton tubert was taken 13th overall in the 2008 nhl draft do you want to know who that is ahead of Yes, I would love to. Let's look and see who that is ahead of, because it's really funny. He was taken two ahead of Eric Carlson. Hmm. He was taken one ahead of Zach Boychuk. Oh, well. He was <laughs> in... I know, right? I know. He was taken four ahead of Jake Gardner, uh, seven ahead of Michael Delzato, uh, nine ahead of Jordan Eberly. Hmm. Okay. Other than Zach Boychuk, how many of those people are in the NHL right now? All of them. <laughs> is Colton Tubert in the NHL right now? No, he is not. Um, would you like to know how many games he has played for the uh, NHL at all? I would love to. The answer is twenty-four. Okay. He has been playing. He was. He was. He was. Um, Drafted in 08, he has played 24 games total in 10 years. He is currently playing for the Tomas Sabo Ice Tigers in Nuremberg, Germany. Mm, um, you know, because the Deutsch League is so high up there. I mean, I will not throw an entire league under the bus, but it's certainly where the dreams of people drafted 13th in the NHL go to die. Um, <laughs> Which is what is happening with Colton Tubert currently. So, first of all, first of all, I don't know why Colton Tubert thinks that anybody gives a shit about his opinion about P.K. Subban. Second of all, I didn't know because I guess I just don't run in racist circles that Mondays was um, a thing. But it was actually, like, started, um, it, the origin of it, I think, seems seems to be racist. But, like, everybody else knowing about the origin of it was a comic that um, did a stand-up routine about it in, like, early 2009 or 2008, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. um, which just so happens to be months before Colton Tubert played in the World Junior Championships in 2009 with P.K. Subban and Brendan Gallagher. Oh. So can you, just so and, that everybody knows what we're talking about, would you mind reading... Uh, as a verb, like reading his statement, Lynn, and I want to be very, very clear. This is something that he wrote on Twitter, and that we're reading it. Because... Oh, Holden uh, Tubert. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I kind of like I glanced at it, and then I was like, oh, well, somebody said something racist, and then I was like, well, it's a hockey player. That makes kind of sense. Yeah, and I didn't really surprised this actually happened. So, uh, I mean, literally, he said, "Don't let Monday get to you," is what he said. So, and I, and also I want to be very, very clear. There are people who are like, well, in context, I'm like, no, they fucking played on Saturday. I think it was yeah, Friday no, or Saturday. Yeah, he, he tried to play it off later, like, oh, it's the end of the week. So, uh, or like, it's the beginning of the week. Nobody likes Mondays. And I'm just like, mm, that's no. not obviously what you're going for here. Obviously that you were, you were going for 
the racist nobody likes Mondays thing. Like we all know, all of us know. All of uh, us know. He then posted a what he's calling a retraction. He's calling it a retraction. Not a retraction. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Okay. I did not even know Monday was in the Urban Dictionary for some stupid made-up description that wasn't my intention. Read it how you want, folks. It's the start of the week. Focus on the team. Don't overanalyze everything, Jesus. So that's a great, that's a really great uh, apology there. Uh, (laughs) My viewpoint on Mondays is and only is that it's the start of the week. Everybody doesn't like the start of the week. Not racial at all. Get over it. You guys make me laugh. Nice try, though. Um... Cool. Oversensitive Sunday today. At least it will be Monday tomorrow. I should really research Urban Dictionary before tweets. Note to self. Oh, my God. Also, if you don't already know, Monday is a day off for Family Day in Canada. How racist is that? <laughs> um, and then three hours ago, I apologize to all the tweets for this misunderstanding. One thing I usually do to make things less, less awkward is joke about stuff not funny in this case? I know. Don't take it to heart, please. I swear on my kids. I did not know it was in the Urban Dictionary. It's just the day of the week to me. So, still saying he hates P.K. Subban, but it's not because he's racist. <laughs> is what this man is currently saying. <laughs> like, that, that, that seems to be his defense here. I hate P.K. Subban, but only as a person. Only because I hate him, not because he's black. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, okay. That's that's fine. That's fine. God, you don't hate all all black people, just this particular one. Sure, whatever. <laughs> like, then why are you using racially charged language? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Christ. So I want to, and the other thing this made me think of is that this isn't the only batch. Like, I mean, okay, fair, this is far like far more kind of batshit than what just came what came out on Friday because I was reading it at work. Um, what came out Friday? So on Friday on The Athletic, there was a uh, article from Arpan Basu talking about uh, a report that had been commissioned by the Montreal Canadiens front office. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I, I didn't get to really read a lot of this because I work, I my my job changed at work and I don't have as much time to fuck around on Twitter. So oh, no. tell me about this. You have to actually work. <laughs> I uh, know, right? I have to do what they're paying me to do. I mean... I did all the work I was paid to do beforehand. It's just that now there's more of it. So anyway, so I actually have known about this report and everybody, I I think there was kind of like a rumor or like people knew about the report last year when he got traded or not last year, but when he got traded, people knew about the report. And that, in fact, actually it came out a little bit because Matt Pfeffer, if you don't remember um, who that is, used to be the Montreal Canadiens uh, analyst, data analyst type nerd. He used to be their nerd. And young dude kind of shot his mouth off a little bit after the Subban trade because he absolutely did not support it. Um, at that point, he, he basically knew he wasn't, like, his contract wasn't getting renewed. And, you know, it worked out fine for him because, you know, he's working for a team right now. Um, and that team might be the Nashville Predators. And <laughs> so not only <laughs> did they get P.K. Subban in the trade, they got the nerd. Um but anyway, so we knew that that report was out there, um, but what was kind of hilarious about this whole article is it was like, oh, the entire premise of the article is that this report was a coincidence. It was a coincidence to the trade, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> right? So anyway, and so like the hard hitting, so like they actually had screenshots of the report in there, um, and it was a commission, and I cannot, it was 
I know because I know, but it was done by one of the two big stats companies and I can't remember which one it is. Um, but it was either done by SportLogic or Staffleets, which happens to be the, the company uh, Mike, uh, uh, John Chaika. But SportLogic also is another very big hockey stats company. So it was one of the two big stats companies. And um, it was specifically commissioned to talk about why uh, Shea Weber was invited to the World Cup for Team Canada versus P.K. Subban. And it was 20 pages long. And it's a bunch of charts and whatever. But their whole thing, their whole thing, like, in this article is, like, the sources from the Canadians' front office are, like, I mean, it's hard to believe that this poor report, that uh, Bergevin even saw this report because it was commissioned just four days before the trade. Or, like, they got it just four days before the trade or something like that. Bitch, I have written (laughs) 20-page papers over fucking night. And did an entire semester's worth of research at the same time. Have these people never gone to college? Right? That was my exact reaction. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Especially considering it was a report of charts and graphs and tables. And especially considering that these people are paid for that work. Like, what do they think? How long did they think they needed to take on it? Exactly. And the other thing about it is that, like... He's like, oh, and we don't think Bergevin even saw it. And it's like, uh-huh. He didn't see the report that he commissioned about a player he was considering trading for another player that happened to be on the table. Because you and I both know that hockey trades don't come together in a day, right? Like, no. if Shea Weber's name was been put out there by David Poyle, which we know he's the one who introduced Shea Weber to the mix at this point, he didn't put it out there that day, and then they said yes. You know what I mean? Right. So even though it can feel like a hockey trade comes out of nowhere, I mean, it took three weeks for them to put together a trade to get approved for that whole John Scott debacle a couple of years ago. Three weeks it took to get to put that trade together. And it was for John Scott. <laughs> Bless his heart. So, like, anyway, it was kind of hilarious. And, like, Arpon was doing his job, like, going through the facts as a reporter. So, like, I don't, like, fault him for that. But it was just hilarious because it was very, very clearly somebody trying to take this, put the spin on it. Yeah. I mean, it was some... What is her name? Sarah Huckabee Sanders shit coming right out of the Montreal <laughs> front office. And that I... is definitely some Sarah Huckabee Sanders bullshit. Oh, God, that's funny. That's so funny. I... Yeah, nobody, nobody fucking believes you. <laughs> Literally no one. Just stop. Stop Mm-mm. embarrassing yourself. Actually, no, keep embarrassing yourself. <laughs> it's satisfying for me as a person. Like, it's hilarious. So, do we want to talk about something that's not embarrassing? Um, yes. Cuz that would, would be that the... be the stars? It would be the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars are not embarrassing this year. I know. Uh, How crazy. Yeah, no. Uh just a couple of days ago was the year anniversary of the drop pass own goal. And oh, no. so I'm just really happy with where this stars are right now as opposed to last year around this time when it was just embarrassing to be a stars fan 
Yeah, yeah, that was oh. that was not good. Uh, so um, five game winning streak right I now. I know. What the heck? For me, so I have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess this. I've actually had several people be like, "Hey, do you want to come on our podcast and talk about the stars? We're playing the stars soon." I'm like, "Ah, uh, I haven't." Well, I've watched one game of hockey in the last two weeks, and it happened to be that fucking awful game against L.A. No, I never watched L.A. Well, no, I was I was just like I went to the bar because I needed food, and it happened to be two dollar Tuesdays, and then I was like, ah, it's a sports bar. I'll see if they'll put on the game, and they put on the game because they're great. And it was the worst fucking game of stars hockey that I have seen in a really long time. It was probably yeah. it was absolutely the worst fucking game of stars hockey I've seen in this season. Yeah, like they have was, lost worse was. games, but they played like ass that game. They did. They did. I mean, it, it was, was embarrassing. It was embarrassing how bad it was. And so I was like, oh shit. Have we has the magic worn off? But no! The magic has not worn off. Is the bloom off the rose? <laughs> no. It is not. Yeah, no, um, I have also, it's been a while since I've actually sat down to a full game, but I've been watching some recaps a lot, uh, and following along on Twitter, and for instance, uh, the game against the Blackhawks was freaking amazing. Oh, oh my god, speaking of the Blackhawks, did you see Mark Lazarus's um, tweet, Twitter rant? Yes! If you guys haven't seen this. I'm going to go find it really quick because it is honestly one of the best things I've seen in my life. Uh, Mark Lazarus, who I sometimes like and sometimes don't. It kind of depends on what he's been doing (laughs) recently. He is, I don't know, he goes back and forth for me. But he went on quite the rant. So there's his uh, there, <laughs> there's preface in the beginning where he saw, says he's talking about hashtag Blackhawks Twitter and not the fan base as a whole. What astounds me is how much so many of you seem to hate these guys. You don't lament Seabrook's decline. You despise him for it. You hold his contract against him like he robbed you personally, as if you would have turned it down. You don't wonder if Jonathan Taves is slipping. You want to fire him into the sun for slipping. You hate him. You hate Jonathan freaking Taves. All Duncan Keith has done is win two Norris trophies and a Conn Smythe. And you hate him because he's lost a step in his 13th season. You don't lament his tr- contract. You hate him and want him gone. I don't want to be a homery here. This season is, is a disaster in many ways. But JFC, which, as we know, stands for Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> get a grip and get some perspective. You got three cups in nine years and you hate these guys. What the hell kind of fan are you? Be sad. Be frustrated. Rage against management, sure. Want them traded for cap reasons, even. That's illegitimate and warranted in some cases. But the vitriol you spew at players who brought you so much over the years, Jesus, get a grip. You know what most fans would give to have a decade like you've had? And I'm just like, first of all, standing up in the back of the room, like, applauding here. Um, But also, like, like, that man has had to have a lot of shit directed at him to completely lose it on Twitter like that. Yeah, Like, like... Amazing. Oh, man. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, I on the one hand, if you are a Hawks fan that came in in 2010 when they started actually winning, and that is all you know is this, not really a dynasty, but is this, like, season of Jonathan Taves and the shithole we don't talk about. And that is, like, all you've experienced in the Hawks. Like, sure, yeah, I'd be kind of annoyed that that period in my life is over, too. But if you were there before in the, you know, in the early 2000s, when they were literally giving away tickets to the show on the street, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, 
maybe you'd be a little more appreciative of the time you've had. I don't know. I'm not calling out bandwagon fans here because, as we know, I did not start watching hockey myself until 2013. Same. Or late 2012. But, like, in general, let's just all remember that everything is a season and we can't have it 1,000% good all the time. And that doesn't... (laughs) Precisely. I mean, and I'm not saying this because I'm like, Stars fans need to get ready for this. I'm just like, but let's all have a little though, perspective chill, here. Chill, Stars yeah. fans, let's, let's have a heart-to-heart right now. <laughs> let's all have some realistic expectations. The Dallas Stars are really good right now. They have probably oh. two years, this year and next, to win a Stanley Cup. Okay? Now, I know <laughs> we've all been through some hard times. Some of them were not so far off in the pet distance past. But we have a generational defenseman. And I mean, I am comfortable saying that right now. I feel John, yeah. John Klingberg is going to do some amazing fucking things in his career. And we have two of the best scorers. Three. Fuck. Radulov I mean, now, right? Yeah, we've got Radulov. I mean, yeah, we've but, got Radulov. But they're all getting older. So yep. let's enjoy our time. Let's crow about it. Let's take our energy and strength and courage from it and store it. Because I mean, it won't JD always ben be is, like this. <laughs> J.D. Ben is literally in his prime right now. Oh, he's past like, it, technically. Technically, yeah. if you look at aging curves, Jamie Ben is past his prime. Now, oh. he is a quality player, one of the game's elite wingers, so his prime is longer than most. But ideally, you reach your prime in hockey at 25. Yeah, he's past that. And he is past that. Tyler Sagan, past that too now, actually, if I remember correctly. He's 26, I think. But, like... Let's double check that. It's... There will be a downswing, friends. And I just want you to stay with us. Yeah, Tyler Sagan turned 26 this year, actually. Yeah. He turned 26, um, like, eight, nine days ago? Ten there days ago? Go. That's what it is. His, his birthday is January 31st. So, anyway. Friends. Romans. Friends. Countrymen. countrymen. <laughs> Lend me your ears. Just let's, let's make hay while the sun shines, guys. And I'll have some effing perspective. <laughs> All we're really advocating for here is some perspective. Also, it's a game. It is a game. It's a game. And we win sometimes and we lose sometimes. And neither one of those is. So it's actually funny that you say that. Because I've been looking at the actual record here of um, the Dallas. So the Central Division hasn't gotten any easier. Yes, the Dallas. Uh, The Central Division hasn't gotten any easier whatsoever. Uh, literally every single team in the Central Division, including the ones not in the playoffs, have a positive goal differential. <laughs> Did you see? I, we talked about this last time, that thing about, like, the goal differential among divisions. Yes. And how, yeah, <laughs> how Central is the only one that's positive. Uh, but Dallas has a plus 30 goal differential, which is second in, is tied for first in the Central Division. Dallas has 33 wins, which is tied for second most wins in the division. The big difference between us at 70 points 
and for instance the Nashville Predators who have 54 games and 75 points is that they have nine overtime losses and we only have four overtime losses that is literally the difference is they have been getting to overtime more than we have when we lose we just lose but I mean we're 28 and 1 at home and we're 13 through 11 and 3 away we're positive in our shootout numbers, and we're on a five-game winning streak. Like, it is really, really good to be a Dallas fan right now. It is. It is. I, in fact, can concur that I'm having a great time as a Dallas fan right now. And can we also just be, give it up for our boys winning over Pittsburgh the other day? God, we needed that. We can. We did need that. We absolutely needed that. I, as an anti-Jamie Alexiak stan, and this is the absolute last time I'm ever talking about him on the fucking podcast. Absolute last time. I'm not even going to mention his name ever again. I was just so prepared for him to score on us so that Penguins fans could be like, look, he's good now. Again. And instead we got him uh, on the ice for a goal. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see um, Pat's tweet about it no, about I... that being the first time that Jamie Alexiak was ever on the ice in the AAC for a positive course? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not true because he's actually like scored goals, but like I laughed so hard. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I'm appreciate just like, you, Pat. Appreciate, appreciate you, Pat. You're hilarious. Um, oh, my gosh. Not that we are bitter. We're, we're, I mean, we're a little bitter. but I mean, I am, but not about that because it all worked out for me. <laughs> worked out real well for me. Uh, uh, so okay. other things that have happened in the last two weeks. Uh, the NHL had an all-star game. Did you watch it? No, I, I specifically did not watch it because I was like, I fuck them and they're fucking Kid Rock. I specifically chose to boycott it as well. So the less said about that, the better. Well, I think there's one thing that I do want to call out, and I think this is really helpful in all of my Klingberg for argu- uh, Norris arguments. So uh, Klingberg decided to take part in the hardest shot skills competition. Bless his tiny little heart. And as we have talked about, uh, he is not the largest of men. (laughs) Carolyn coming in with the understatement of 2018. Listen, I have a lot of lot of runway left on that one. You might want to put that in your pocket. So far. and so, and, and, he, A, he's not a slap shot guy. Like, he's, that's not what he does. Yeah. Like, and apparently he uses one of the, like, whippiest sticks on the entire Stars roster as well. Like, kind of like a Phil Kessel-type style stick, which is, like, jelly in your hands, um, as far as hockey sticks go. And so, like, when he signed up for the hardest shot competition, I was like, okay, this is a thing. That's- I want you to know how hard it was for me to like not react to you talking about jelly sticks being jelly in your hands. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm talking about it now, but like, man, that was that was a lot just now. Marin, this is our podcast. This is a safe space. <laughs> jelly, you talked about it being jelly. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. 
I don't know where you wanted to go with that joke, but I appreciate that you had the thought. I had the thought because I'm 12 years old. (laughs) Seriously, I am literally a 12-year-old boy on the inside. It's like the shake wave of sticks. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so we were all, I think entire Stars fandom was totally prepared for our, our boy to be like flat out embarrassed. But coming out of the first round, he had one of the hardest shots. And then he ended up third out of the entire, you know, five people who were with a very respectable 97.7. So you heard it here like hundred. Yeah. Don Klingberg has a hard shot with a limp stick. Puritan episode if you haven't listened to the Puritan. All of our episodes. Yeah, but especially the Puritan one. The Puritan one was hilarious. Oh god. It was like still talk to me about that one too. Oh, and you know what's so funny about that episode is I actually feel like for the first like good fifty-five minutes it was a pretty standard podcast. And then those last ten minutes were pretty much the best thing we have ever recorded. <laughs> It really was. It really absolutely was. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to top that. Like, I mean, the guest episode was pretty close. That was a fucking hilarious group of people. But that was ten minutes of just pure... I lost my fucking shit. I lost my shit. Yeah. I I had a stomach ache after that one from laughing too hard. Oh, it was good. Count that one on my fucking MyFitnessPal. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you wanted to talk about the trade deadline? I did, just a little bit. I mean, I thought we should. It's the thing. It happens. <laughs> uh, so the trade deadline is re- looming. You have Rick Nash as your point number one here. Well, I mean, so I figured we should just talk a little bit about it. Um, so the trade deadline is literally coming up on Monday the 26th, which I know because I just Googled it. And... The only person that's really, like, been associated with the stars is Rick Nash. Like, that's the one that people keep talking about. And so I was just wondering if you had any particular thoughts on it. So I have heard Rick Nash being um, attached to the stars. And I don't have a lot of opinions about this, but I will repeat somebody else's opinions about this. Okay. And they were, they were talking about um, the thing that the stars really need to address at this point, like, still our, our biggest weakness is... What Micah Blake McCurdy said was going to be our biggest strength, and that is the power play this year. Um, and that Rick Nash doesn't really address that weakness, so they're not really sure why Rick Nash would be a target. 
Um, and that if we were going to plunder the um, New York Rangers, if we're trying to address the uh, power play problem, we should be going after Matt Zuccarello instead. I am so on board for Matt Zuccarello. Like, I will fucking ride hard for that trade. Like, yeah. I would give up a lot for Matt Zuccarello. I'm not yeah. even lying. Like, I no, think I know. He is absolutely one of the most underrated forwards in the entire NHL. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. So, I'd, like, I read that, and I was like, I had not previously considered it, but I'm 100% on board. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, like, there's some other names that come up that, like, Rangers fans keep asking about me about Ryan McDonough and how he would fit on the Stars, and I'm like, why the fuck would we ever trade for another defenseman? Like, no offense no, to Ryan no, McDonough, who is a very... We have too many Right! Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, there's, it's nothing to do with Ryan McDonough. He's a very no, good player. I, yeah. It's just that well, we, we have to give up too much for him, and we already have too many defensemen. Yeah, like, I'm pretty happy with our defense situation right now. And I'm even really happier because it seems like Yulia Tonka is finally out of the doghouse. Like, I How mean, long did it take? How long did it fucking take? <laughs> I mean, the only reason he didn't play yesterday was because he got injured. Or, yeah. And uh, not yesterday, Friday. But, like, I mean, he's been playing really well. Hitch has been saying good things. Um, like, he even got praised, like, after the L.A. game, which no one played well in. And I was like, well, he did as well as anybody could have done, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, it was like, so, I mean, I'm really happy with our defense situation right now and, like, really happy with that. But, yeah, I think totally, I, I totally agree. I think, is there anybody else that you think would be helpful on the power play? Um, not anybody that I've seen that's available. I don't. I don't really know who's on the chopping block. The only around other person the I'm really like would be totally down for would be Mike Hoffman. I've been a Mike Hoffman fan for years, and he's on the Sens, and they're obviously not making the playoffs. So, uh, okay, I could totally. Yeah, do that. he does have a little bit higher salary than. Um, I'm see. I'm so I've I've gotten so Zuccarello. sold on Matt Zuccarello that I'm like, no, just make that one happen. I don't really care what else happens. Um, but Mike Hoffman, yeah, okay, I could see that. I could see that. Um, the one person I really, really, really don't want, and he hasn't been uh, associated with Dallas, so like, I'm not starting any rumors. I'm not even following up on any rumors. I'm just like throwing it out there. Like, I don't want any fucking piece of Evander Kane. None. No. No. I would like honestly if they traded for Evander Kane, I would stop watching the stars because we all know exactly how much assault he has done, and it's been multiple. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not. Even I would like stop a watching the stars, but there would be. I mean, oh my god, cat! See, that is your cat. My cats have been so much better when we podcast these days. I wouldn't stop watching them, but it would be really hard for me. Yeah, I would be I would be so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I my disappointment would be epic. I, they would certainly hear about it every time I wrote about them for the rest until the Vander King was gone. But yeah, yeah. no, not a fan. So not one. a fan. But I think Zuccarello. <laughs> I think Zuccarello would be such a good fit. Yeah, such a good fit. Because the other thing is, so he has two years on his contract this year and next. So that means that even though we have a lot of people, kind of moving around and shifting we would have a really pretty solid guy next year too for a top six wing how much time is left on mike hoffman's contract mm, i did not look for one up. hang on i can look it up i'm googling right now cat friendly cat friendly 
Maddie apparently is objecting to Mike Hoffman, so I guess we... 2020. Yeah. So, like I said, he's a little bit more expensive, also, than yeah. Matt Zuccarello. Um, Matt Zuccarello is at $4.5 million, um, which is easier to swing. Than 5.1, yeah. Than 5.1. Um, but I also really like... I really like Mike Hoffman's I guess, if you are rounding yeah um yeah i mean i i i actually had not considered mike hoffman i'd be down for either one i just like i as much as i appreciate rick nash as a general concept i just don't know what weakness he'd be addressing on the stars yeah and i, I do think he would be expensive I, and, and yes, that's my other would. thing is i think matt zuccarello would be more expensive than rick nash because he is a better player he's younger his contract but he more. wouldn't be doing anything with that money that we'd be putting into him Right, and I, f- I feel like, but I feel like my, Matt Zuccarello actually provides a lot more value, even yeah, if he is more expensive. Like, I feel like you're going to yeah. get more back from him than you would for Rick Nash. Absolutely. Uh, and I think the other thing that I want to bring point out is, did you see that amazing Bob McKenzie quote the other day? Oh. Oh, my God. So Bob McKenzie has his own podcast, The Bobcast, uh, and I don't listen to it because I don't listen to a lot of hockey podcasts. I don't. The Bobcast? Like, he calls it The Bobcast. Um, but Bob McKenzie, you know, is pretty much the best. And so anyway, so he was talking trade deadline and he was like, yeah, I don't think Jim Neal is, uh, particularly horny to make any <laughs> big, bold rental moves. Particularly what? Horny. But, but why would he say that? Just, he just wanted to, you know, give us those kinds of mental images. I don't know. My God, that is not a mental image I needed. <laughs> Holy! Oh God! Oh, ah! Oh, all right. Yeah, rides. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Do you want to talk about happy things? Not anymore. <laughs> oh my god, Madeline. Why don't you go first so I can think of one? <laughs> <laughs> I've just erased all happiness from your life. Um, so I have a lot of good things happening right now. Um, I just did my first sub 13 minute mile uh, in months and months. So Yay! running has been going really well for me. Um, but one of the big things is, as you know, I've become a much bigger podcast listener. You probably know because I talk about it on Twitter all the fuck time. Recently, because I have a huge commute, a long commute, I at least 45 minutes one way um, to get to work. So I listen to a lot of podcasts now. And I started listening to a podcast called Critical Role, which is kind of like a live play D&D podcast. Um, and it's done by a bunch of voice actors. So it's really fun. Like they do really great character voices. They're actors so they get really into the role playing and stuff like that and I mean it's not perfect at least right now because like I'm there's a lot of like episodes where they go shopping (laughs) and stuff like that too and they're all super super long but um it's pretty fun yeah the thing that's kept me from critical role is how long the episodes are yeah and again if I didn't have at least an hour and a half of driving every day it would be impossible yeah um but uh, it's really, really fun, and I really enjoy it. But one, the thing that makes me the happiest about it is that one of the can- well, one of the characters is canonically bisexual, um, and many of them are like act bisexual. And I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I am bisexual, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't really realize 
how much you miss that kind of media representation until you get it. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered when I was dating my ex-girlfriend, we would consume so many things that had lesbians in it just because they had lesbians in it. You know what I mean? Or or bisexual women. Women in a relationship. Right. Uh, just because they were there. And I've not dated anybody in years and years at this point. So it's not like something I that's like forefront of my mind. But just having it there in in the podcast just makes me so happy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like my little, you know, elven son, half elven son who makes bad decisions. Like me! <laughs> and so that's what's giving me a lot of a lot of joy in my life right now. Also, they're about to fight vampires. Oh, that's always exciting. It's always exciting. Yeah. I can't remember what my happy thing was last week. Oh, you went to see uh uh uh, Neil deGrasse oh, Tyson. Okay, well, so there were two things that have happened that have been really exciting since then. Uh, I didn't really talk about this a shit ton, but at the beginning of January, my mom had a pulmonary embolism and almost died. And it was one of the most terrifying moments of my entire life. Uh, but she survived, and she's fine. and Well, not fine, but she is working her way back to fine. But um, she, she, they thought for a while that she had actually had two heart attacks. And uh, it turns out that she has not had two heart attacks. Ooh, and I just good. found that out recently. So it's like her heart is not actually as damaged as we were told that it was. So that's like the happiest of happy things <laughs> that that's my awesome. mom will Yay. probably like recover fully from this. And that uh, we had just, I mean, I think I told you guys, we went on a trip uh, over Christmas where we went to... Um, Colorado and then we obviously because we podcasted together in Colorado but then we were driving back and we just didn't get out of the car and walk around enough is kind of what it boils down to Mm -hmm. but just the fact that I know that she's probably going to be just fine is like the hugest fucking relief ever which also feels a lot like happiness so yeah there's that uh the second thing that is actually like without any like explanation just a really happy thing is I have Hamilton tickets (gasps) holy shit that's awesome! Ah, I know. So uh, it's coming to San Antonio, uh, which is, you know, relatively close to Austin, uh, in May of 2019. And the tickets are not on sale for single shows yet. But my friend and I were like, listen, it is only $270 to get a season pass to the theater. So that is, we bought tickets for six shows, and one of them is Hamilton, just so that we could have the peace of mind for already having Hamilton tickets. Dude, that, that was fucking brilliant. Also, you get to go to six know. shows. I know! I'm actually really stoked about this. This is going to be fucking baller. Uh, and one of the shows is Fiddler on the Roof, which I've been wanting to see for forever. Oh, I love so, Fiddler. Yeah, and I've never seen it, and so I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and the really cool thing too is that because we have these season passes, upgraded seats are available to us prior to being sold to the general public. Ah, so, sweet! I know. So as soon as those seats go on go on sale for Hamilton, we're gonna try to get as close as fucking possible because we got like we got the farthest back section so that it would be cheap, but so that we could like just get the seats reserved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have Hamilton tickets. I'm going to be in the room where it happens in a year and three months. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
<laughs> my expectations and waiting will be a toddler, but I will be able to see Hamilton. I am so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited for myself. <sighs> so that, that's some pretty happy stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some, got some stuff going on. <clears throat> okay. So questions. Questions. Uh, I think we should start with the last one first. Okay, we can do that. No, move it up. <laughs> because I feel like it leads into the hockey question. Well. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you this one because okay. apparently this person at, like follows you because I was not included on this tweet. So, um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, go for it. Alexis Ames asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladed swallow? And then adds, Oh, you meant hockey question. And to but you, Carolyn, Alexis, I ask, did what? you mean oh. African <laughs> swallow? I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite color? No, Alexis is one of my writer friends, and so she doesn't follow hockey at all. So she's oh, nice. she was just being, being silly, nice. but I was like, I saw it and I was like, no, I'm going to put it on there because it's shenanigans. It is shenanigans. And what's a podcast without a Monty Python episode, uh, reference every episode? Uh, we had one of those last episodes. I don't too, think we did. We? Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah we totally had right. Monty Python last episode. Well, we're awesome. Okay. I'll go ahead and ask the next one. Uh, okay. Hockey question, sort of. Uh, McKenny asks, I have to know if you've listened to Sagan's playlist on Mike Studd's Spotify, and what do you think of his music choice? Uh, I didn't know this was a thing. So I just uh, pulled it up because I was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't know this was a thing either. Uh, and I'm going to text it to you real quick. Okay, I put it in the chat thing. The chat. Oh, okay. No, how do I open chat? There we go. First and foremost, I don't recognize like any of these people. Let me just throw that one out there. I think I'm too old to appreciate uh, anything that Tyler Sagan might listen to. Too old and too not hip is honestly where I'm probably going to fall on this. You're probably too old and not and too not a douchebag. I would, let's let's be real. It is Tyler Sagan. I mean, I know who Meek Mill is, but he's the one who was like broke up with Nicki Minaj and then got into a fight yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into it. I mean, I never, I'm just going to like remember. downgrade this podcast because downgrade this playlist, I should say, because like mm, yeah. Nicki Minaj over everybody. Sorry, Bo. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> Wait, Ti, I know who Ti. Uh, Eminem's on here. I know who that is. Uh, I mean, I know. Oh, the weekend. Obviously, I know who the weekend is. And you know, I know I who will... some people are, but I'm also just like. Mm. Okay, so here's the thing about this playlist that really gets me. It's like. Make Daddy Proud by Black Bear, To the Top, Lil Baby, Easy, featuring Machine Gun Gelly. And then there's, like, Ain't No Sunshine from Bill Withers. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, don't get me... And I fucking love Ain't No Sunshine. That's a great song. But I'm just like, what is going on here? There's a song on here called 10 Victoria's Secret Models. And Ain't No Sunshine. And Boston Strong. Excuse me, sir. Hmm. Do you know where you live now? Just kidding. Not that being Boston strong is tied to geography. He can he can still love Boston. It's fine. Yeah. I still have fond memories of Boston. I haven't lived there since I was a child. I've never been there. No, I drove through it. 
I drove through it. It's, that doesn't really. You count. know, honestly, I think it'd be. It, I had a lot of time fun visiting when I was there last, but I wouldn't want to live there. Why not? Um, that's a bold statement. Well, first and foremost, I feel like the East Coast is just not for me. Like, I feel like the oh, coasts, as a rule, coast. are just not for me. Because well, people- that's because you're. That's because you're a Midwestern. I know, right? But, like, some some people hate the Midwest and move to the coast because they're like, oh, my God, these people are not for me. But, like, mostly, like, I mean, I lived in Boston as a child, right? Like, I mean, it is a very angry city. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've heard that, having never spent much time. I, I, like I said, I drove through it, which doesn't really count as being there. Uh, so, having never actually spent any time in Boston, I can't really comment on the level of anger but like just interacting with some of their fans on twitter i'm like <laughs> they're just so angry all the time yeah yeah i mean the, the thing about it is that like if they like you like they will fucking ride or die for you but the minute they which don't nice. like you which is nice yeah yeah but the minute they don't like you they don't fucking like you and even if they do like you they're just gonna shout at you all the time because that's what that, happens in Boston. That just seems to be the way they show affection, though. It is. It is. It's both affection and not affection. It's shouting. So it's hard to tell the which. Yeah. Are it you is. mad at me? Or do you really like me? I cannot tell. Check yes or no. Check yes or no. Please. <laughs> this is so awkward. Okay. Whose turn is it? It's your turn. Okay. Oh, good. Because these are all the... Uh, and WHL question. Well, no, it's well, not really. Not it's got, no, it's not. You're just kidding. Uh, Jen asks, number one, the NWHL had two goalie races during their All-Stars competition. Why does the NHL hate joy? I have so many answers for that. Go. Well, you f- go ahead and answer. I don't have as many answers as you do. I mean, the NHL hates joy because it's the fucking NHL. And it's run by white men. It's run by white men who are hockey men and not fun men. Yeah. Yeah. God. Okay. Did you see... There was a study done of GMs. Yes. Something yes. like 75% or higher of the NHL's GMs are all former players who have an indeterminate amount of actual schooling. Like yep. a lot of players do actually go on, especially if they want to work in front offices, do go on and get like an MBA or something like that. But it's not a guarantee that they do. And I want to like, I don't want to be a... a like a and this was this was knob about stuff, but like there's a reason that a lot of teams are run really shittily. <laughs> there's a reason why people are like, oh, I just don't really care about numbers. I'm a hockey guy, not a stats guy. Like it's because they haven't really looked into this because they're kind of dumb, right? Well, I mean, and the, I think the other thing is like to point out like the the gap between the NHL and the NBA and the MLB was like fifty percent. Like, that was the big thing, is that, like, 50% less former players running front offices in those other leagues. And yeah. those are also other leagues that make a fuck ton more money. And I'm just like, hmm, is there maybe a correlation here? Yeah, maybe there should be some, at least, like, NBA experience in... Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, the NBA is one of the leagues that is growing so fast, and it's in part because they don't trash players for having personalities. Like, oh my gosh. Every time I listen to Greg Popovich speak, I'm like, yes, yes. This is why I'm still so happy to have been associated with the, the Spurs my entire life. Like, yeah. this man is a good man. So, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, think, I think overall, yeah, that's pretty much the reason that there's no joy. Um, 
in the okay. NHL. But also, like... Because they don't want... Like, the they people don't want it to be joyful. don't want it. They don't want joy. They don't want a personality. They want everybody to be exactly the same, and except for the times that then they... They're like, like I want my coconut sex, can- homophobic remarks, and then it's like, oh, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> like, they don't that's want- the only time that anybody is allowed to show any personality is to be fucking awful. <laughs> they don't want their fucking coconut candy bars to have any fucking almonds. No joy. No joy. They want mounds, and that's it. I I don't want coconut anyway, so that wasn't really a very good example for me, but yes. Well, fine. Fine. I will eat all of your coconut. I will mail it to you in a big box. (laughs) You can have it all. All right. Jen has another couple questions. Oh, that's right. Uh, Number two, can the stars trade themselves to the Atlantic Division Asking for someone who wants to make the playoffs. So we're making the playoffs. Like, that is yes. happening. Actually, we're only, I think, only a point out of going into the top three in the Central. Um, the Stars are good. The Stars are a really, really good okay, team right now. Let's talk about that, though, because I do not want to be in the top three. No, I do want to be in the top three. Well, yeah, I want to fucking kick I don't want to be. I, I do want to be in the top three. I do not want to be in the first, uh, no, the last. Okay, the last wild card spot is the one that plays the first, right? Right. Either way, whatever. What I'm trying to say is, I don't fucking want to play the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round of the playoffs. That's what I'm trying to say. I would so like right to now, right avoid now where we are, the Vegas Golden Knights. Right now, where we are, we would be playing Nashville, which I would be fine with. I would be okay with that. I think the other interesting thing is if we top pop into the top three, we'd be playing Winnipeg. Which does scare me a little bit. Yeah. Are they on top right now? No. So it's Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis. And then you've got, you know, your three. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Two and three play each other. I keep forgetting yeah, how the fucking playoffs play work. Uh, <laughs> right. Pardon me, everyone. I had to remind myself how the playoffs work. It's been a while since we've gone. Um, so, yeah. So we would be playing Winnipeg. Um, currently... The Minnesota Wild, we'd be playing the Nashville Golden, or the Nashville Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights. So if we dropped behind the Wild, which we're not going to do, we have a pretty good lead on them, then we would get fucked. But I, I feel like Winnipeg is almost just as scary because we just don't have a good record against Winnipeg. No, we don't play well against Winnipeg. So I would, too, like to avoid playing Winnipeg if possible. But I also feel that- like the games that we played against Winnipeg this year, we played with our team kind of still feeling out the system and not not what, like, not like how good we're playing now. Like, it was in our kind of swoony phase. And don't get me wrong, like, Winnipeg is playing super, super well, so it's not like... Like, they were playing poorly and just won. Like, mm-hmm. they played well. But I feel like also we played poorly <laughs> and they played well. And so I, I don't know if it's a matter of, like, okay, now we're better and we could actually take them. So I have a question for you. Um, that is not actually a question that anybody sent in. It's just my question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I were both very anti-Hitchcock before he came. And the stars are doing really well this year. Is that just the stars returning to equal, or is the Hitchcock system actually not as bad as we predicted? Both. It's definitely both. Ken Hitchcock has overhauled the defense 100%. Like, those defensive numbers Which we knew he would do. Yeah, We knew he would do that. We knew he would do that coming in. What has happened recently, and this is, like, literally over, like, January, 
is the so you and I had complained for months that our offensive numbers were just poor, which they were. Yeah. And what has happened in the last couple like the last couple of weeks is the offensive numbers have started to climb as well. So I okay. don't know if it's Hitchcock being a little more comfortable with the players. I don't know if it's the players being a little more comfortable with Hitchcock. I don't know if it's we're finally getting to the point where Ben Sagan and Radulov are all like firing on all cylinders, which they are. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that because they played together in the beginning of the year too. And it's like all of a sudden in the second half of the season, they've just been fucking phenomenal together in ways that they weren't in the beginning, which I... I mean, I'm fine with it, don't get me wrong, but it was just a little, I think it was a little confusing for all of us. Yeah, so at this point, like, I'm not, like, saying that... There's no cause for concern or that all of our problems are over. Right. Like, I mean, I think Hitch definitely is a pretty reactionary coach. I think all coaches are fairly reactionary. Like, that's. I'm not saying that's a Hitch thing. I think that's an everybody thing. Um, But he definitely is reactionary. And I think you saw it when he benched Honka for Dylan Hetherington uh, for those couple of days that he did. And Honka had been playing really well before. And like, but Hetherington came in and took his spot for some reason. And he's not a, like a better defenseman than Honka is. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And the thing I'm that I think Hitch is starting to do more is be comfortable course correcting mm-hmm. or like admit when he's wrong because you're starting to see uh, like he would split up Ben and Sagan all the time during kind of the middle part of the season when our offense was lagging and that's part of why our offense was lagging because he kept splitting them up because he kept splitting them up and so it's one of those things where it's like he's, okay, he's finally I think I think everybody's a lot more comfortable now and yeah, everybody's and I mean, comfortable like- with the system and that's the other big I, I thing. I feel like the stars have done a good, a better job in the, in the latter half of buying into the system. So I don't like, I don't want to not give credit where credit is due. And I know that I was definitely one of the, one of the more vocal, like, oh God, not Hitchcock kind of person, people coming in. And uh, I mean, I'm not like issuing a full retraction of that statement now because I still like get, I'm, I'm get really frustrated with decisions he makes, especially as you said, regarding Honka, but um, I mean, obviously, it's been a lot better this season than either one of us was anticipating, yeah. I think. So. Yeah, it definitely has been better uh, than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, I, I oh, think, yeah. Like, and I think, um, like, because I knew we would fix the defense. I didn't know we would have this defense. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, this defense is way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, I knew it would be good. This is fucking great. Well, I know, because, I mean, I was somebody somebody made a comment about the fact that, like, because just recently the Stars were playing – Shit. Where Lin- Oh, the Rangers. Because yeah, that's where um, Lindy Ruff is now. Mm-hmm. And talking about, like, Lindy Ruff playing against the same defense that he'd had, like, that he'd had. And I was like, no, they've got new people. And I was like, no, I was looking at it. The only person they really lost is Jordy Ben. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, this is actually literally exactly the same defense. Uh, but, I mean, Hitchcock is just better at coaching defense, clearly. So, I mean, since that was our Achilles heel for the longest time and you and I kind of did not necessarily anticipate this, I'm going to give us a pass on being uh, really very negative about it at first. But I'm also going to go ahead and say, like, kudos to the man because yeah. this has been amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's not necessarily the most exciting hockey to watch, but it is fucking cool to be pretty like, we are going to win this game. 
Even if it's like two goals down. It is not as much fun as it used to be. But at the same time, like they scored seven goals recently. They yeah. scored six goals twice. So like, but it's that's not what like I'm talking it hasn't about. been fun to watch. I'm, that's what I'm talking about, though, is that, like, the offense has finally started coming around. Finally, I feel like yeah. everybody yeah. is, I feel like everybody's on the same page now. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. A, we couldn't have said that at all last year. Like, none, no oh. one was on the same page ever. And part do of that was that injury. That was, do you think that they had, like, because what I'm hearing is that the Stars had basically given up on Lindy Ruff. Do, like, do you think that that is a fair thing to say, that they had basically just been like, nope, fuck you to Lindy Ruff and gone on their... Mary Way is all by themselves, or... Um, I think... Like, had he lost the room is kind of what I'm asking? I think he had lost the room. I don't I don't think the stars were trying to to be dicks. Like, I don't think the players were doing it, like, consciously, fuck you, sure. type sort of situation. But yeah, I think he had lost the room. Um, I think he... Uh, I think when all the injuries started piling up, he just didn't... He cracked. He cracked into the yeah. pressure. Um... Everybody else saw him crack, and that's when he. I think he lost the room. I think. Yeah. And so it's like they did the best they could, but they didn't have a lot of guidance, and they had no faith in the guidance they got. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair because I don't like. I don't really see this team as being like a we're voting out like our weakest links or whatever. But it wasn't, you know. I don't know. Everything's open for interpretation because we don't get to be spiders on the wall of the locker room, which I wouldn't want to be anyway. It would probably smell really bad. Probably smell. I mean, I've been behind the bench, and I can tell you just the scent wafting <laughs> through the cracks in the glass is disgusting. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be actually in the locker room okay, ever. Okay, we've got to move on. We've got to move on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the longest segue. Uh, number three of Jen's questions. <laughs> what players do you get mad at for being so good at hockey? This question brought to you by Nora Ratti. Uh, Connor McDavid. Why are we mad at Nora Ratti? She, like, so the, da- the Dallas Stars, the U.S. women's national team played last night at, like, 2 a.m. Uh, against uh, Finland. Didn't they win? They did. Uh, um, apparently, it was a very, very close game for quite a long time because Nora uh, Roddy, like, uh, fucking, like, went out there and did some spider goalie shit. Gotcha. Well, I am uh, perpetually salty at Patrick Kane for being better than I believe somebody that asshole should be. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. And uh, also salty at Connor McDavid. Yeah, for... Connor McDavid's my vote. I mean, you know how I feel about Connor. The I, world, yeah, the knows, world knows. I feel about Connor McDavid. Uh, and if they haven't before, well, I just hate the man, and I don't have a good reason. And there we are. <laughs> uh, I refuse to tell you my reasoning. Every once in a while, like if like Sidney Crosby will score on a t- the team I'm rooting for, like I don't hate the Penguins or anything like that. Like I'm, I don't, I don't. I don't generally cheer for the penguins but i don't hate the penguins but every once in a while i'll be cheering for the other team like when the when they were playing the sharks in the playoffs in the stanley cup final and i was cheering for the sharks and Sidney crosby would do something fucking ridiculous i'd be like oh man fuck you that was so good yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah that's how i that's how i feel about it sometimes it i was awesome. cheering for the fucking predators too you know like and every once in a while Sidney crosby will do something to the team i'm cheering for and i'm just like god damn you're so good. I actually was cheering for the Penguins to, to repeat because I wanted them to – I wanted – first of all, this was before um, we knew what a uh, – before a lot of, like, Gina Malkin's Russian-ness occurred. Um, 
And I just really like Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. So I Phil was Kessel. actually rooting for the Penguins because I wanted them to be the first team to repeat if it wasn't the fucking Blackhawks. But yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, I mean, I don't, again, I don't hate the Penguins whatsoever. I have, like, no, I'm fairly ambivalent yeah. about the Penguins. Sure. Uh, okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Josh Craig asks, another pod had the Nylander, Nylander scale for evaluating things out of 10 Nylanders. Can you make a stars version of this? Klingbergs. Klingbergs. Oh my god, they have to be. I think it makes me actually reading this question made me really sad because remember when we used to do book reviews and we'd give them beards? <gasps> yes. Oh my god. We don't have Jordy Ben anymore. No. We should start giving things ten out of ten Klingbergs. Ten out of ten. Maybe we should princes. call them Kling Bays. <gasps> Kling Bays. Ten out of ten Kling Bays. I feel like we're our, our scale that would worked better on the five. So it was like five clean bays. I mean, yes, for book reviews, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily do ten out of ten. No, mm-hmm. that's true. But like when raining dogs, thirteen out of ten clean bays. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so related. Please pick a stars player to be a units of measurement, i.e. a quarter spezza is the amount of dadness required to raise one daughter, etc. <laughs> such a good question. Good job, Andrew L.A. That's yeah. such a good question. Fuck. So I feel like you can measure dude bro in units of Sagan. Yeah, I was trying to go there. I was trying to figure it out. This man is three Sagans, which, I mean, would probably melt the sun. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. <laughs> this- this man is uh, half a Sagan, which means that you can approach but should be careful. <laughs> and is 1.5 Sagans, which means maybe not, but if you are going to use a condom. <laughs> and preferably some other version backup contraceptive as well. <laughs> Yeah, you maybe want to double double up on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do like, you know... Get tested, that's a, kids. That's Every being three gassed. months. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, Klingbergs... I mean, after being, like, evaluating things out of 10, Klingberg would also be a measure for, like, exactly how much of a fairy prince are you? Like, um, elf I... prince? Elvish prince? How elf... El- how elf-like are you? You would measure uh, units of rage and honkas. Oh my god, I am like four honkas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. My honka rating has hit eleven, guys. Like I am gonna go fucking skin somebody right now. Yeah, my honka rating is an eleven. Uh, <laughs> what would Jamie Ben be? How awkward your pause is. When you're talking, oh my god! I yeah, I just committed three bends. Um, being awkward as shit. Um, how likely you are to turn into a cow? How likely you are to turn into a cow? How how badly you're gonna do at public speaking? <laughs> it's gonna be a full five bends tonight, guys. I'm so nervous about this talk. Um, uh, who else do we have? <laughs> Rodic Foxa. Man, I dealt with that shit. It was like a total Rodic Foxa moment. It's like you can handle the hard stuff. Whenever you get put into a high pressure situation and you do well with it, you Rodic Foxed. Okay. Okay. I can see that. It was like a total Rodic moment. 
I think that's I that that I think that's all I've got. That's good. I think I think I think we peaked at Sagan. <laughs> we shot our shot right there. <laughs> all right, I think it's your turn. Uh, Shanny's uh, Shanny's land. I thought that was Shanny Island. Uh, Shanny's land. You see, it's not just hockey players. It is literally oh. everybody. Yeah, I can literally see that. everybody. Shanny's Remember- land. I did also grasp her correctly right on the first time, and you were like, what? (laughs) Yes. I I do remember that. Uh, If the NHL players did go to the Olympics, which stars would be there? Um, I mean, I have to imagine Klingberg would be there. Did you know his big brother's there? Yes, I did. Carl Klingberg is in the Olympics. We could have had both brothers. No, we probably wouldn't have both brothers. Carl Klingberg's not that good. But Uh, I, I... I have to believe either or both of Ben and Sagan would also have gone. I definitely think they're having Sagan amazing would definitely season. be there. There's no way they would be able to keep Sagan off the team. No. But Ben's also having a really good season. Yeah, Ben's having a pretty good season, too. I don't um, know. I just don't know how he's ha- how good of a season he's having compared to the rest of the NHL. Yeah, I don't either. And I think the other thing, though, but the, but what, what is working in his favor is he, like, basically single-handedly fucked the Americans over. So, yeah, that would play he, into his yeah. favor. Yeah, they I remember that, that game. I know uh, that game was really good for me personally because I wanted him to score, and I wanted, I wanted the, uh, I wanted the the Canadians to go on to the gold medal game so Jamie Gebben could get a gold medal. Uh, so the fact that it went one zero and no other Canadians scored on the Americans was like perfect. Um, I think both Roddick Fox and Martin Hansel would go for the Czech team. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Radulov would go for the Russians? Uh yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Kari Letnin mm, went they... last time. Is he too old now, or do they have another guy that's up and coming in Finland? They have Finland tends to have pretty good goalies. Like I don't, I don't think he would. I don't think he'd make the cut. Not now anymore. Not after yeah. the season he had last year. He's yeah. doing really well this year. I'm he so is. proud of him. What would made me question whether or not he would. I think he might be like a borderline alternate. Yeah. I put him as an Olympic alternate. Like he wouldn't okay. be the three, but I think he would be a maybe if they need if somebody got hurt. Would they need Yulia Sanka for Yeah, he would totally be going. He would yeah, totally that's go. What I, that's what and I And I wonder if Issa Lindell would too. Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Antoine Roussel would probably be there in France. No, France isn't at the Olympics. Wait, what? Why? Because they're not that good. Oh. Didn't they go last year? Uh, last time. But didn't they go last They, I don't, I can't remember if they were in Sochi. They were, they always play in the um, IIHF World Championships, and that might be what oh, you're thinking of. That's, that's probably what I'm thinking they, of. France was, like, the best story of the World Championships. Like, France was amazing, so I was really happy about yeah. that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, what about Jan Mark? I don't know. I, I, I would like him to... I think he's worth... I think he's good. I don't know how much Sweden thinks he's good. Yeah. But I think he could totally play, you know, 3 or 4C, or even a winger in the bottom six, and do some really good defensive work for them. Would Ben Bishop be our American goalie, do we think? No, I don't think so. Who would be our American goalies if we were going? Um... Do you think they'd call Jonathan Quick to hook up again? John, really? Again? Jonathan Quick is having a fantastic year. 
Like, All actually, right. a legit year. Damn, okay. Um, Johnny Quick, quick. Corey Schneider, who is also having a good bounce-back year. Johnny Quick, Corey Schneider, and maybe, like, Connor Hellebuck? Because Connor okay. Hellebuck is also having a pretty good year. I forget he's American because of his last name. <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of but I think those would be the three. Okay. I don't that's, think that's... would go. I mean, I'm... Not skeptical of your opinion that it would be Jonathan Quick, because I'm sure you're right, but I'm just skeptical of Jonathan Quick in general. That is, but a, I also, that is a good place to be with Jonathan Quick. Thanks. Uh, okay, Laura says... No, oh, no, one more. We got one more. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. Sorry, there's one right, right under Shanny's. Related to Shanny's. Karen apparently was also going to ask which NHL players would be, or which stars would be going to the Olympics. Uh, alternatively, what potential Olympic casuals do, casualties do we not have to deal with? Uh, any of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, though, I think if if either Lettinen or Bishop went to the Olympics and they played, one of them would come back with a great injury. And yeah. so, like, you know what? I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> but it's cool because we've already decided neither one of them would be going. Right. So. But we don't know that. Like, you don't know. Something could happen. They could go. So Jamie, I guarantee last, you they would come back with a groin injury. Last Olympics, Jamie ended up getting fucking boarded into the, uh, like, in the end boards. And I honestly cannot believe he walked away from that. But he walked away from that. So I was like, all right, fair play to you, sir. Don't do that again. Uh, okay, last question. Laura asks, thanks for making my shitty 2018 more fun with the podcast. Oh, thank You're you, welcome. Laura. Have you decided what Damon's is it? Is that how you pronounce that? That's how I've always said it. I don't know if it's correct or not. I've only ever read it. Uh, what? Yeah. Which Damon's players would have, as in, as in the book series, his mark, his dark materials. But for I hockey. feel like we've done something like this before. Like maybe we've talked about Patronuses. I don't remember. But uh, okay, let's do this. Uh, so if you Jamie, haven't read but- his dark materials, which I think you all should, because it's a fantastic trilogy. Basically, it's like your soul animal. Like it's like your soul, but as an animal. Sort yeah, sort pretty sort much. Of. So Jamie would obviously be a cow. Gobs, duh. Yeah, uh, I feel like Tyler Sagan would be some kind of cat creature. Oh my god, he'd be so upset too. He would be. But I think that I I don't think I don't I just don't see him as a dog. I no, no, be. no, he's not. But you're right. He would just be really upset about it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he'd be a fucking house cat too. I don't know. Like he, I don't even think he'd be a I don't know if he'd be a cat. I could see him being like a like a, a ferret or a weasel or something like that. Like and I don't mean that like in a in the like oh my god, you're such a weasel terms. But I mean that like and like they don't sit still ever. Like those kinds of rodents don't like they're just always moving all the time, frenetic, and that's I kind of see that for him. I guess, but I've just seen too many Snapchats of him like laying down on his couch with his dogs watching TV to really feel like he's moving literally all the time. Fair, that is fair. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could see a house cat. Anyway, or something like it. Sure. Who else we got? What do we think? Like Dan Hamuse would be. Dan Dan the defense man? Dan Dan the defense man. I think that dude would be a dog. I think he'd be like a big dog too. Like a like St. A Bernard. What? Like a Newfie? Yeah. That man would be the biggest Newfie you've ever seen. Or would have the biggest Newfie you've ever seen. What do we think Greg Patteron would be then? Is there like defense soulmates? 
They had to be gentle mates. Would he be? Would he be another kind of enormous dog? Maybe he's or, a Saint Bernard, or maybe he's oh, the yeah. tiny dog. Oh my god! <laughs> like a chihuahua or a Yorkie. Oh god. Yeah, he's a Yorkie. He's got to be a Yorkie. Amazing. Yeah, he's a Yorkie. That's it. That's done. Done and done. Um, yes. I mean, I yes. think I think that's that's as good as we're gonna get right there. I think so too. I want to do John Kleberg, but I can't think of anything really, really good. So, no. no. Well, that's all we have to. Oh, actually, I've got one more thing. So, oh. as you know, we were raising money for the Leukemia oh, yeah. and Lymphoma Society for all of last last like two months, basically. And um, you helped us a fund our entire podcast for a year, and got Marin and Mike and. Just, uh, Don't I sound so much better now? Yes, yesterday I uh, tabulated all the money left over in the PayPal account and donated it to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So not only did you guys pay for our podcast year, get uh, Marin a mic, but we also donated almost $150 to oh, wow. funding blood cancer research. So 147 and 43 cents <laughs> donated oh gosh, directly to... The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So thank you guys so, so much for listening to the podcast and taking up our cause. And really, you guys are just the fucking best. The fucking best. That is awesome. I didn't know what the final total was. That is fucking awesome. So I'm so, so grateful to all of you. Uh, Because like I said, we love you so much. Uh, and that is all I have for you this week. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Sorry for a long podcast. Not, Not that really sorry. sorry. You guys know what you're we're about. And I feel like we got some good singers in there. Yeah. All we right. did. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, absolutely. Did. Uh, well, I'm Carol, and you can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey at Gmail. Or our official. <laughs> Wait, what do our I do? At our... <laughs> Part Hockey, our official email address at dparthockey.gmail.com, our Tumblr at dparthockey.tumblr.com, and our blog at dparthockey.wordpress.com. We're Depart Hockey everywhere. Always have a co-host for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys have a good afternoon. Bye. Morning. Monday. It's Monday where you are. It's Sunday here. Yes. Have a happy Monday. Love you. Bye. Have a happy Monday. Bye.